Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. You're now listening to The Blueprint. I'm your host, A. Rich, Akeem Richens. And if you're not accustomed to the same by now, if you don't know me, get to know me. We appreciate all the followers that we accumulated over the past couple of weeks into our newly launched brand, Built in Buffalo. We are officially on all social media platforms. So if you're not following us, please give us a follow on Twitter, Built in Buffalo, Instagram, Built in Buffalo, and Facebook, Built in Buffalo. If you want original content, if you appreciate original content, if you love to have dialogue and conversations about our Buffalo Bills from knowledgeable sports fans, then Built in Buffalo is the place to be. So please follow us, please subscribe, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. As we all know, our Buffalo Bills lost in the hands of the Baltimore Ravens 24 to 17 last week. I was I was upset at the loss, of course. I'm not it's it's not a devastating loss, but for me I was upset. Anytime you lose it doesn't matter to me I, uh, about the Baltimore Ravens being the best team in the NFL. Uh, I may be different from you, but I'm not a moral victory guy. There are no such things as moral victories. So I know we made the Baltimore Ravens punt seven times. And I know we held Lamar Jackson and, and kept him from breaking the records, the Russian record, Michael Vick's Russian record on our watch. You don't have to look at the history books and see Lamar Jackson breaking the record against the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) We don't got to go through them things. But at the same time, the most important stat in all of sports is that W or that L. And even though we played them as well as any other team has played them this season, a loss is still a loss. And I'm not a moral victory guy. And we still have to improve. We're still a little ways away. I always said since the beginning of last year, I always said that the Buffalo Bills, our team, we finally got our GM. We finally got our head coach. I think we finally have uh, a brain trust, a staff within that organization that knows what they're doing and comes to when it comes to drafting players, when it comes to signing players, when it comes to trading for players, when it comes to free agency and acquiring players. I feel that our organization finally has the people in place that gets it. So being that we had so much money coming into the 2019 season, I predicted for us to be in the playoffs. I do feel that this is exactly where we're supposed to be right now. But now that we're here, and being that I'm not a moral victory guy, <laughs> I want more. Uh, I guess I'm a kid. You give me an inch, I'm going to expect a mile. So yes, I expect my team to win every game, even though realistically, we probably won't win the game. Won't win every game. Uh, I expect us to make a run for the Super Bowl this year, but realistically, I always felt that our year to run for the Super Bowl was 2020. I felt that we didn't have uh, the the surplus of good average to good to great football players coming in uh, coming into this season. We just didn't have enough, and we needed this offseason to acquire 
good players. And I feel that we acquired some good players. I feel that we did an excellent job with salaries and with contracts and with constructing contracts. And I feel that 2020 now will be the year where we can we can really contend for a Super Bowl. I feel that we have $90 million in cap space. We have not 9 or 10 more draft picks again. I feel that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott is going to add some star potential players within free agency, let alone the draft. So 2020 is going to be a very big year for us, in my opinion, man. And this is this is the start. We see where we are at. We've seen us play against uh, a lot of different teams and a lot of different defenses. We see the the improvements of Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen improved immensely from year one to year two. The progression that we've seen is something that we want to see as fans. He took on the Denver Broncos in their fifth-ranked defense and did a hell of a job. He took on other defenses and and did a a pretty good job. He did a great job against the Dallas Cowboys on primetime TV. And Dallas Cowboys have a top five defense. Uh, Denver Broncos had a top five defense. But we see the struggles in Josh Allen as well. And it reared its ugly head uh, this past Sunday. What did the Baltimore Ravens do? A lot of things, a lot of people will say, hey, the Baltimore Ravens, they ran a zero blitz. And Josh Allen can't handle the blitz. Josh Allen struggle, really struggles against the blitz, which is which is half true. Josh Allen struggles against physical defenses that love to blitz. That is half true. And we all know, or if you don't know, I'm about to put you on, that the Baltimore Ravens love to blitz. They blitz over 50% of the time. They blitz as much as any team in the NFL. But here's the catch with with Baltimore Ravens, and here's the catch with our team that we're facing uh, this coming Sunday night with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's one thing to blitz. It's another thing to have the secondary, to have the quality secondary, the quality corners to, to make that blitz hold up. So as much as Baltimore loved the blitz, which was uh, at the end of the day uh, uh, a detriment to our team and the downfall to our team, the reason why... That blitz looked so daunting and and Josh Allen was only 17 for 39 for 146 yards is because of the secondary that they have in the combination with the blitz. When you have a Marcus Peters, uh, a very good cover corner and you have a. And you have a, a, a Brandon Carr, a quality cover corner and you have Earl Thomas in the secondary. Uh, that secondary is pretty damn good. And now you have a pretty damn good secondary with guys in the front seven and that defensive coordinator that loves to, to blitz. So the combination of blitzing with very good secondary play is <clears throat> the result of Josh Allen's struggles. Now, other teams could blitz Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills all day, but if you don't have the quality corners to match up to the receivers so they don't get off and they don't shake loots, it, it's going to end up into some good place for the defense, but we're going to have our, our gains as well. But when you have quality corners and that combination, it can make Josh Allen life 
uh, a lot harder than we want to see it be. And the Pittsburgh Steelers mirror the Baltimore Ravens defensively. I can even take it a step further and say the Pittsburgh Steelers have a just as good at a front seven as Baltimore and just as good of a secondary as the Ravens as well. The difference is they don't blitz. They don't necessarily blitz a lot. They still blitz a lot in terms of league averages, which about I think they their blitz rate is about thirty five percent. But that's a that's a huge or or a considerable drop off compared to the Baltimore Ravens and fifty three percent. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, when you have a T.J. Watt and you have a, a a Hayward and you have a Bud Dupree, you can just rush those those type type of guys they have elite one-on-one guys that can beat their man one-on-one without the blitz and when you have that that's something that our defense want that's something that Sean McDermott and and Leslie Frazier wants you think we want to be blitzing as much as we're blitzing we don't want to blitz as much as we're blitzing I'm pretty sure Based on, I'm going by coaching resumes here, and both these coaches been in the league over 20 years. Based on coaching resumes, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, they want to get to the quarterback. They want to pressure the quarterback with their front four guys and leave their cover guys in uh, in space to make plays on the ball. But since we don't have a TJ Watts, we don't have the Bud Dupree's, we got to get like Baltimore a little bit and get exotic and get and run a lot of uh, blitz packages. So the Baltimore Ravens are in a good place because they have elite pass rushers and they already blitz a considerable amount of times when you compare it to the NFL league averages. But as we all know, the NFL, when you play teams, certain teams, when they're successful, they provide a quote-unquote blueprint. <laughs> Name of the show. They provide that blueprint. The NFL is a copycat league. So don't be surprised when they turn on, when the Pittsburgh Steelers turn on the film and they look at Josh Allen's struggles and the offensive line struggles, don't be surprised if that 30% uh, blitz, blitzing that the Pittsburgh Steelers do rise up for our game in particular up to about 50% because of Josh Allen's struggles. It's a copycat league. The Baltimore Ravens provided a blueprint and they're probably going to try to mirror what made the Ravens successful. And I cannot blame them for that. They have a very good secondary. We're talking about uh, uh, Nelson, Stephen Nelson. We're talking about Joe Hayden who... Who uh, who brought his career out the dead? Joe Hayden was. We thought, or I, at least I thought, Joe Hayden was washed up. I thought Joe Hayden was a shell of himself. Uh, his last couple of years in Cleveland. It seems like he resurrected his career with Pittsburgh. They have Nelson. They traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Now all of a sudden, this is the type of team that we do not match up well against. Let's call a spade a spade. Edge rushers plus a good secondary uh, combined with Josh Allen's struggles, it can be a matchup problem. So can the Buffalo Bills adjust? Can Sean McDermott 
Brian Dable, Ken Dorsey, Josh Allen, and that offensive line adjust and make the necessary plays to win the game. I believe we're going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe while we are, uh, they can cause some matchup problems for us on the defensive side of the ball, I don't think they can score. I don't think they will move the ball. I don't think Buck Hodges, and there's no disrespect to Buck Hodges, but I don't think he's going to be able to move the ball, run that offense consistently against our Buffalo Bills defense for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the game. So if we can play sound, fundamental football on the offensive side of the ball, take what the defense gives us, not turn over the ball, that's the key. That's the key. We're playing in Heinz Field. Heinz Field is going to be rocking. They're probably going to have them terrible towels out. It's going to be crazy. If we can play mistake-free football like we've uh, been accustomed of playing uh, the last few weeks, you're noticing the NFL season, the Buffalo Bills, our team, we've been turning the ball over a lot in the beginning of the season. But as the game's as we get down to the middle of the season, and now we're getting late into the season, we have protected the ball better than any team in the NFL over the course of the season. So if we can continue to do that and not turn the ball over and not make a, a, a key mistake, or a sack and a fumble for a pick six, uh, excuse me, a sack and a, pump, a fumble for uh, uh, six, uh, six points going the other way for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, uh, a pick six for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And if we could stay away from them, uh, uh, big, big mistakes, our Buffalo Bills team should win this game because we should have enough offense to put up enough points and our defense should be good enough to stop Buck Hodges and and that and that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. So we're going to see how things match up. I really like our defense versus their offense. James Conner, he could be playing. He could finally be healthy. But James Conner, I don't look at as as an explosive athlete. I don't look at James Conner as a guy that that puts fear into our front seven. And I really think, um, especially with the improvements of our of our run defense, I really think we could stifle uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers running game. And I think that their their passing attack kind of plays into our hands. We we have a good secondary of our own. We have some cover linebackers of our own, and I think that Buck Hodges uh, can possibly be in for a long day against our defense. If the Pittsburgh Steelers do beat us, Buck Hodges, uh, Duck Hodges had an outstanding game. The Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback has to have an outstanding game to beat us, and I don't think he's going to have that game. I could be wrong. They have to. The game has to play out, but we're definitely going to see. What we have to do is, on offensive side of the ball, we're going to have to keep our up-tempo offense. We're going to have to keep our up-tempo offense. Quentin Spann, I think, said it beautifully. We have to establish the run. We have to get Devin Singletary involved. We have to get Frank Gore involved. If Frank Gore can't go, we have to get TJ Yeldon Yeldon involved. We got to get our running game involved. We got to establish the running game. And the running game will open up some pass lanes for Josh Allen. Also, 
I think some screens, running some screens can be important as well. Us as a Buffalo Bills team, we should want to run screens. Every team that runs screens against the Buffalo Bills, they get big yardage. So we have to run and we have to design. Our offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, have to design some type of, of, of better scheming when it comes to the screen game. Because if they're going to blitz, if they're going to come and bring uh, a zero blitz and they're not going to put no safety in the middle of the field and they're going to bring everybody in the box and rush guys, we're going to have to make them pay. We have to do things to, to make them second-guess themselves in terms of the, uh, the defensive play calling they're calling. So I hope Brian Dable is ready. I, I really feel that we struggled a little bit. I, I know the offensive line struggled a little bit, but it was certain play calls I didn't necessarily care for as the game went on. If Josh Allen's getting sacked two times, three times, four times, I don't agree with going five wide again on third and ten. Why are we going five wide, third and ten? The last couple times we went five wide, we got sacked. We're going to have to bring a, a, a running back in so he can pass protect. We're going to have to do our 11 personnel. We may have to keep our 11 personnel in there so we can have them extra blockers. So I hope Brian Dable can can uh, do a better job with protections as well as the offensive line doing a better pass blocking. Establish the run to open up the pass. I think if we can do that as a Buffalo Bills team, <coughs> if we can play mistake-free football, we should win this game and 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 clinch a playoff berth without having the help without having the back door without having the Andy Daltons without having the Cincinnati Bengals we don't want to pay no charities this year <laughs> we don't want to pay nobody's charities we don't want to pay nobody's uh uh college funds we don't want to pay anybody we want to get in in because of our own merit because of our own skill <coughs> Excuse me, and because of our own success. And the Buffalo Bills, our team, is one game away from doing that. And that game is Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I hope that we made the necessary adjustments to win this game. It's going to be a hell of a game. I think the NFL did a magnificent job in choosing this game for a Sunday night football game. I think. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers is playing exceptional football. I think Mike Tomlin is an exceptional coach. We're talking about a guy that a lot of people wanted fired. Now all of a sudden Mike Tomlin is looked at in a different light because of the job he's able to do with this Pittsburgh Steelers team in 2019. Ben Roethlisberger is gone. Mason Rudolph, the 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 heir apparent, the successor the supposed successor of Ben Roethlisberger is not the guy. They have a third or fourth string quarterback and they're eight and five. That Minka Fitzpatrick trade we was looking at in the beginning of the season is like, what the hell? What is that going to do? You're getting blown out. What is that going to do? It now looks like a very good trade. It looks like the best NFL. It looks like the best in-season trade of 2019. So the Pittsburgh Steelers is doing a lot of good things. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at home and they're playing their best football. We're playing a team that's playing their best football to date in this season. So if we want to come with it, if we want to be hungry and make this playoffs, 
we definitely going to have to earn it, and I think we will. Final score, I think it's going to be a defensive battle, but the Buffalo Bills will come away with the victory. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to flip the score from last week's score uh, against the Ravens. 24-17, Buffalo over Pittsburgh, and we are celebrating in Pittsburgh because we clinched a playoff spot. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Y'all let me know in the comments if you agree or you disagree. And I'll be back next week so we can discuss uh, the next game, which will be against the New England Patriots. Hopefully, we'll be a playoff team playing the New England Patriots and we don't have to beat the New England Patriots to get in because that's when it could get a little get a little dicey we don't want to have to play with Russians roulette and have to beat the Patriots or we got to beat the Patriots to get in or we got to beat the New York Jets and the New York Jets are playing good ball we don't want to play with them things we want to take care of business now and I think we will a rich Akeem Richens built in Buffalo if you don't know us get to know us until next time